We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast. This is the first of a two-part media day recap. And today is all about head coach Lincoln Riley. Moments ago, the Sooner head coach met with the media, and we're going to bring you the entire press conference uninterrupted right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. In the meantime, in the meantime, tomorrow, early, we'll have Alex Grinch and all 10 players session with the media, but today is all about Lincoln Riley. Before we get to the Sooner Sports Podcast and Lincoln Riley, big reminder, the Sooner Sports To Go app has moved and is now under a new name, Oklahoma Sooners. The previous version of the app will no longer be supported, so please delete it and make sure to download the new version to ensure you have access to all the newest features and are ready to go for game day in 2021. Search Oklahoma Sooners in the App Store or visit Soonersports.com slash apps, A-P-P-S, that's Soonersports.com slash apps for more information. All right, tomorrow, Alex Grinch, all 10 players that met with the media. Right now, Lincoln Riley. All right, thanks, Chris. Uh, good to see everybody. Kind of feels weird not doing this on the Zoom. Um, but, but definitely good to see everybody. Hope everybody's well. Uh, excited to get started. It's a great day. Uh, just had our first team meeting. Uh, felt uh, great to see the guys again. Uh, they had a, a little break after a... A uh, pretty long, but I think very productive uh, session of, of conditioning with Coach Wiley and his staff this summer, and and uh, so good to see all those guys, and and certainly excited to get going. Uh, can't believe this is uh, camp number seven for me here. Hard hard to believe now. Um, you know where the time go. It's hard hard to imagine, but it's uh, it, it's fun. It, it's 
you know, I think all of our favorite time of the year, you know, a chance for a lot of hope, a lot of excitement. Uh, you know, I, you just you, you really look forward to it. And I, maybe this one more than most just because of, uh, you know, all we've all been through in the past, you know, 18 months. So uh, absolutely, uh, you know, absolutely thrilled to get back on the field and go to work with these guys. Uh, it's been, uh, as I said, I think the lead up to, to this fall camp, the, the quality of uh, spring that we had, the quality of offseason this summer. I think there's a lot of excitement and obviously a, a lot of work to go. So we're, um, you know, we've prepared hard. I think we've got a great plan. And uh, I think the team is in, in great spirits. Uh, a lot of a lot of really good leaders on this team that I think have really pushed this team, uh, you know, through the different periods up to this point and have really set the tone. Uh, so can't wait to get started. Health-wise, uh, guys doing well. Uh, we're... Uh, Ethan Lane still recovering from a, a knee injury, and he'll he'll be limited here, uh, you know, during camp. But really, everybody else on the roster right now is 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 full go. Uh, also, want to announce the return of uh, Trey West to the program. He uh, dealt with some personal things uh, this spring, but he'll be uh, back with us and ready to go. So excited to, to have him back in our program. Uh, very promising young player that did some nice things for us last year on the field. So excited to have Trey back. Uh, you know, as far as all the all the things going on with the conference right now, uh, I'll I'll answer the questions that you guys have today, uh, and then after that. Uh, as a team, coaches, leaders, we've all decided that ever the focus after after this press conference with me today will be uh, on the 21 season, uh, the opportunity at, at, at hand with this team. And so, uh, you know, any future questions, anything like that will all be directed, you know, to this season. And, and so would ask that you, you please respect that. So uh, with that, we'll turn it over uh, to you guys and and uh, take some questions. Lincoln, just starting right there with what you mentioned, what was your reaction to really the last uh, couple weeks with the news to the SEC? When did you become aware that that was a possibility? And just have you been surprised by the speed that everything happened went in? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I had some general knowledge, um, but like a lot of you guys, I, you know, things like this, you never know. Um, that they're going to happen until you know they become official, you know. And I think there's there's been so many talks, not all certainly conference related, but going on about you know how how college sports are changing, uh, all that's going on. And I think everybody across the country has really been taking a step back and looking at you know where do you stand individually within a sport or an entire program, an athletic department. Um, and so we've, we've certainly been no different there. Uh, yeah, my reaction to it, I, I think for the for the future, it's going to be exciting. Uh, I think it's going to be, you know, a positive thing for this university, a positive thing for our athletic department, our athletes, our coaches, everybody. So I think that's, um, you know, it's 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 exciting to think about. But I guess for me, it's tempered because you know the task at hand right now, and and there's. You know, it's it's like scheduling a. I get it. I get it's bigger than this, but in the same vein, it's almost like scheduling a, a, a really exciting conference matchup that years down the road. I mean, sure, it'll be great when it happens, but that doesn't doesn't matter for right now. I mean, for right now, you know, we're a member of the Big 12. You know, we we think we've represented the conference you know well in these previous years and intend to do so throughout the duration uh, of our agreement and uh, that that starts with this year for us and that's going to be our focus and honestly any excitement personal feelings I have are really overshadowed by that because I know 
I, we all have a job to do right now. Eric Bailey. Lincoln, the announcement really caught everyone in Stillwater off guard. What are your thoughts on the status of Bedlam? And is Oklahoma State a school you'd consider scheduling down the road as a non-conference opponent? Yeah, no, and I think we've made that, you know, uh, I think our leadership has made that clear that we hope to be able to do that. Uh, certainly respect the the history of that game and it's been you know a, a lot of fun to to compete against those guys to play a game that that means so much to this state and certainly i think everybody here at ou it's our it's our hope that we can continue that because it has been a great a great game a great matchup a university a program that we got a lot of respect for and and uh and a lot of respect for the history of it as well and what it means to this state so certainly our intention and, and hope that it can continue if you could um, give us a little insight on what you've seen in the relationship and the, and the bond between Joe C. and Joe Harris. I mean, obviously, Joe Harris is new in his current job, or relatively new in his current job, but just wondering if you could sort of reflect on how those two have worked together, because obviously now this, their role in, in this move to the SEC just such a, such a big deal. Yeah, you can... You can certainly tell that they have a you know a synergy. You know you could tell that they've worked together on on a lot of things for a lot of years. You know I think they're they're friends, they're colleagues, and I and, and I just don't think you can put a price tag on that those experiences together. Um, you know leading into this, I, I can certainly feel a difference there, and uh, you know and and I think that's important. You know you look at it from. You know my position or our position in football. I mean, your 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 two bosses, your your two you know leaders um, of the university and of our athletic department. For those guys to work as well as they do together, I think they complement each other in a lot of ways. Um, and, and you know, just to to be aligned and to have that history together, I think you know made a big difference in this this process, and it's going to make a big difference for everything else going forward. Jason Kersey. Um, wanted to ask you about Spencer. He was up in Chicago last week doing an autograph signing. He's done a lot with the NIL stuff. What have your conversations with him been like about that stuff? And uh, do, do you uh, see that affecting anything about his play on the field moving forward? No. I mean, I think with, with all our players, we set some pretty clear guidelines from the beginning. You know, some of those are, are legal issues, whether they're state law, university policy, all of that. Some of those are more internal policy. Um, and I think some of it is, is just clearing the path to make sure that you do what you, first and foremost, what you came here to do, you know, which is one, get an education and two, develop and do well on the football field. And those, those, those things haven't changed. And, and so I think with all of our players, Spencer included, um, NIL can be a great thing. Uh, but it can also be dangerous. It can also be detrimental in the long run uh, if you let it, if you don't handle it the correct way. So um, yeah, we've had good, honest conversations. You know, just like any player, I, I want him to be able to capitalize and do extremely well. I want all our guys to be able to do it. But you know, in the end, it'll it'll be best for everybody involved if you know the team plays well, the guys play well individually. Um, that that just brings success for everybody, and that's what we're after. John Hoover, I wanted to ask about recruiting uh, is specific to the SEC. What kind of boost do you expect? What kind of, I don't know, kick will, uh, what does that, you're already in the Southeast because you recruit nationally, but does that open channels for you that maybe weren't there before? 
I mean, some of that remains to be seen. Um, you know, I think our, you know, our recruits, uh, you know, future recruits, families, all that are obviously aware. Um, everybody on the planet's aware of it right now. Um, but again, it's it's still out in the distance a little bit for us. And uh, so I think it'll I think it'll be a very positive thing when the time comes, and it'll certainly um, you know be part of conversations with recruits that. You know, that could that w will and could potentially impact their careers uh, but again at the same time there's still kind of so much right here in front of us right now and so it's uh, again I, I I think all projections for it are, are very positive but they're projections and they're down the line and so are we gonna have the conversations yes we're gonna have the conversations but you know there's still um, I think a lot here right now a lot that this team's about and and we're always pretty careful that we don't want to have two different messages with our team and with our recruits. Um, you know, it's we get that it's a part of it with those guys, and we got to have the conversations. But you know, we're trying to keep the focus right here, um, both for our recruits and our players, as much as we can right now. James Hale. You know, Lincoln, the Big Twelve Media Days. You talked about how important the center position was uh, in your offense because you're so much in the in the gun. Uh, could you get into that a little bit? And that seems to be a position that you really don't know who's going to win that job right now. And could you talk about that at tackle, too? Because it's hard to tell if, if you've got a clear idea who's going there and who, who might be playing there. Yeah, and all the combinations are, are there's there's a lot of them right now, which is a good thing. But, you know, it means we've got a lot of work to do and a lot to sort out here, um, you know, in the next, next several weeks and throughout the season as it evolves. But, yeah, first, the center position, it, it, it is a – it's a vital part of our offense. It always has been. Um, you know, one, we put a lot on that position uh, mentally. Uh, you know, we really rely on that position to have us in the right calls and to, and to do so much of, of um, to be able to handle all that we do. And we do, we do a lot offensively. I mean, compared to most places, um, we're, we're pretty demanding there. So. I mean, it's not a, I don't think it's a coincidence. I mean, you look back, I mean, just about every center that's played for us is either playing in the NFL or they've coached for us. I mean, you know, I mean, it's not a coincidence. So it's, uh, you know, it's it's a big position. You know, we're going to look at several guys. We're going to look at, at, at Chris Murray there. Uh, did some nice things in the spring. We're going to look at Andrew Rain there. We're going to look at Ian McIver there. Uh, Nate Anderson. We're going to look at uh, Congle. I mean, we're going to look at several of those guys there and see, you know, and then see, you know, where we stand. Um, but it's it's interesting just because we've got, you know, you know, four guys there that have played, you know, have played and done it. And uh, so that's that's a really positive thing for us. Uh, the tackle position again, you know, you've got a few guys that we, you know, are probably tackles and only tackles. You know, with with you know Anton Harrison and Wanye, uh, you know, so obviously a couple others. But the majority of our guys can play both. You know, Tyrese played some tackle this spring before he got hurt, was really doing well. Swenson's got the ability to play just about anywhere on the offensive line. Um, so, we're, yeah, we're going we're gonna to take a good, hard look at, at everybody. Um, again, a lot of, lot of great combinations, uh, but I'm, I'm encouraged by the summer that we had there, and, and it'll be our job to, to find the best five. Dean Blevins. Lincoln, I'm curious about the NIL. I think we all woke up and we saw the million-dollar quarterback deal at Alabama. Uh, wondering about that and really more about 
it, has it changed? Do you anticipate it changing in terms of uh, being focused, being an idea, changing uh, uh, the amount of time you have to do other things? Um, how big of a change is it? For you and your team, and moving forward this year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 something. It's it's another thing on our plate that we have to monitor um, and try to find a way to make it an advantage for our team and our program. And that's that's been our focus. I mean, again, we know it can be a good thing for these players and families. And so, at the end of the day. That, that's the case, and, and we want our guys to be able to capitalize, but we're trying to find, and, and admittedly, I think there will be some trial and error through this. I mean, I think we're all, we're all learning. It's, it's really new. We've tried to go back to our core principles within our program that we believe in, apply it to this. Uh, we've tried to teach our guys uh, about, just like we would, blocking off time for academics or blocking off time for extra film or recovery, whatever it is, we've tried to, to be able to do the same thing with this NIL so that you know guys can have an amount of time where they can get it done, but it also doesn't take away from the bigger goals. So um, yeah, it's just, it's just another kind of another piece to the puzzle. And uh, it's another thing that I think if a program, a coach, an individual player, if you do it well and do it the right way and everybody's on the same page, it can be an absolute positive. And it's obviously something that, if not done well, can be a detriment to a player, it can be a detriment to a locker room. And uh, I'm sure we'll see some examples of both as we go forward. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. What was your players' reaction to all the SEC news? Did you kind of hear from them as the as the story broke, and and what's kind of been your message to them regarding that as fall camp starts tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, uh, we we talked to them a little bit about it as as some of the news started to break. But to be honest, I was it discussed among players? Sure. Uh, I just, I mean, these guys are getting ready to play camp. You know, getting ready to go into camp. These guys are getting ready to play and try to win position battles and go win games and championships. And so, I, 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 again, I think for them, it's, it's news. It's certainly, you know, something they're aware of. Uh, you can't avoid it. But at the same time, it's not, it's not reality for us right now. And, uh, and it's not going to change things for a lot of those guys in that locker room right now. So um, I think our leadership has done a good job setting the tone for that, uh, making sure all of our players, our young players, understand that, you know, if, if, if any talk about conferences and, and what's going to happen in the future takes away even the smallest bit from this season, then that's, that, that's a shame. You know, it's a shame. So uh, that's 
we've got some good leadership that I think will lead the charge there. And uh, again, I mean, this this is not just come up here and speak at the microphone. I mean, I walk out of here. I'm not going to be back there talking about conference stuff. We're going to be for practice and seeing how we can get this team to be our best. Murray Evans, AP. You mentioned at the start, you sailed off the Big 12 schedule this year, and I would say this decision didn't go over well in a lot of the big, other Big 12 courts. Do you think you're going to be treated any differently in the Big 12 road for as long as you're still in the Big 12? I, you know, I can't speak to other schools, their fan bases. Uh, you know, pro games are always fun. They're always hostile. Um, we might. You know, and if, if we do, then we do. I'm not going to change our, our goal, our mission, or what we're there to do. Um, so, you know, we're going to try to be great members of this league as, as long as we're a part of it. And, uh, you know, this year being no different, and I'm excited about the league. Had some really strong football teams in this league and a lot of great individual players, teams, coaches coming back. So it should be a heck of a battle. Mason Young. Yeah, we can. Delta variant of COVID-19 on the rise, obviously all of us in, in masks today. Um, how, what, if any, heightened precautions are you taking in light of that? And how much more important is that this year, uh, considering, you know, you might, if you lose a game to COVID-19, you might not get that back? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's we all, I think, felt like this was over, getting close to being over, and it's not over. And uh, so it's, uh, you know, we are, taking still a lot of precautions um, you know they're they're different uh, with our vaccinated versus our unvaccinated players um, you know when I commend our team I think we've done a great job up to this point you know of getting a high high percentage of our building vaccinated and so we're in a really really good place there uh, but at the same time you know it's uh, it's, it's going to be a factor this season, just like last year. It's going to be something we're going to have to overcome, use to our advantage. We're going to have to be aware of, um, try to be in front of. And uh, so we're certainly not not taking it for granted or taking it lightly right now. Jerry Murdoch. Hey, Lincoln. Uh, you recruited really well, especially at the safety position. I'm just curious. You know, we didn't get to see Jeremiah in the spring game last year, but what did you kind of see out of him? And just that overall, whether it's nickel or, you know, free, strong, whatever, safety position overall. Yeah, yeah, I told you guys in media days, I think he was one of our most improved players this spring. I, I thought he did a fantastic job. You can, he's a young guy that he came in as a, a talented player. Uh, we knew that. Uh, he's been a hard worker from day one. And you just, you, you see, like several guys on our team, you see the wires starting to connect, you know, and you really see him starting to get in a good place physically. Getting a good place mentally. Um, I think he's confident in, you know, how hard he's worked on his body, uh, how, how the job he's done learning our defense. I mean, just he's just kind of steadily improved himself in all areas, and you just see it starting to show up really on the field and show up consistently. So um, he's he's an extremely hard worker. It's very important to him. You typically get his best every day, and I mean, for a young player, that, that's how you improve. You know, we've said a lot. It's not the like one miracle moment where they make this magic jump. It's just the the consistency and just if you can get their best every day, then a lot of times you see those guys, you know, you, you all of a sudden you look up and guys have turned themselves into pretty good players. And so um, I'm excited for him for his opportunity. He's He's been a really a great team guy, just a really, I think, beloved on our team, just with the, the energy he brings always for his teammates. I mean, just – you can't get enough guys like him. So he's going to have a great opportunity, and I would 
you know, fully expect him to be a big part of our secondary. basically had to play every snap at every game for you. How much is just the depth there progressed from, from your recruiting? Well? Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's gone from, in, in some positions, you know, especially defensively, it's gone from how are we going to get this guy off the field to, you know, you know, we go to try to create reps for a lot of guys, you know, and opportunities for a lot of guys because there's so many guys, I think, that are able to play, that are going to be ready to play and ready to contribute. And uh, so... It's good. I mean, it, it creates competition. Uh, it pushes guys. It creates the opportunity to, to rep guys and get their very best reps in games and not, not have to, you know, get into survival mode. Um, it develops guys for down the line. I mean, it's, it's all positive. So it's, you see that at a lot of positions on our football team, and you certainly in the last few years see a big jump there defensively. On that same note, um, you said back in the spring, your receivers, you know, the bar set pretty high. And last year, they didn't really meet what you wanted. For guys like Jalil Farouk, who wasn't here in the spring, can they get in the mix just going, you know, can they climb over some guys? And you've know, you got your Marvin Mims back and Mario Williams. How important is it just to those guys continue that competition? That oh, absolutely. No, they, they certainly are going to have that opportunity. I mean, I think. I think in any year, uh, we always have guys that we bring in that, that end up surging to the top of a depth chart, and that's something we've always prided ourselves on here is trying to create a runway for every player that comes into the program um, to, to get on the field and to, if they are going to be the best player, then you got to give them a chance to do it. And sometimes an older guy is, you know, a comfort zone or they've made plays before and sometimes you factor that in. You gotta factor it in, but sometimes you can factor it in too much. You know, we try to keep it about right now and and who can be the best to help us win right now. And so they're gonna get those opportunities and obviously, you know, as we've said, we're we're we have a high expectation in that room uh, to, to make routine plays and make some of the big explosive plays and we had some really positive moments a year ago, but we, we know we can do a lot better. And uh, so that's going to be a big focus. And every one of those wideouts is going to get a chance to show us why we should be throwing them the ball. Brandon Drum. Yeah, Lincoln, uh, just as they were talking, you know, some of the younger guys. Overall, you guys have brought in a lot of transfers. You brought in about a really good 2021 class through the spring, through seven on sevens, through the summer workouts. Is there a select few guys that you kind of you guys have kind of noticed that are working their way up? I know it's only been one practice, but through all that, and then obviously guys like a Juan M. Morris and a like a Key, Key Lawrence and all those guys. How have they looked since they've shown up through the spring ball and all? Yeah, I mean you can. I mean you can definitely tell a difference between a, a, a transfer that's come in and has been in the college football program, played college ball. Um, you know, so I, the, the majority of our transfers that have come in have, have been uh, been a step ahead there. Uh, but I would say, you know, of our newcomers, I mean, you know, this is their chance to go prove it right now. Uh, they're they're going to all get their chance. But I, I looking at these guys physically right now um, and seeing what we've been able to see on the field of the guys. I mean, I think there's certainly a lot more in there that have potential to help us right away than than that maybe are. A year or two away. I mean, that's uh, and that's been a little bit by design. I mean, I think when you factor in the transfers and the guys you're bringing in, I, I just, you know, I don't know that you're going to be taking a whole lot of, you know, quote unquote projects anymore. I mean, it's just kind of the the way of the world, and and that's 
one of the consequences of the transfer portal, you know, is it's not only is a, you know, if you're recruit in any class, go name it, 2022, 2023, it doesn't matter. You're, you're not now just competing against everybody in your class for these different scholarships or spots. You're competing against every player in the country because as we see, there's going to be a whole bunch of them in that transfer portal. And so, uh, you know, but I, I, I'm excited about the group we have. That young group is, it's, it's always one of the, I think the things I look forward to most in camp is seeing where those guys are at, watching them improve. Uh, so can't wait to get on the field tomorrow and see them. But I think there's a lot of promise in there. Lincoln, you Theo, Jaden, came in huge expectations. On even first first couple of years, have you noticed anything physically or mentally to show that those guys are ready to take that next step? Yeah, I mean, they're both healthy, you know, which is, gosh, really. I mean, they, they both had some moments where they were healthy, not healthy their freshman year. And, we're, and obviously, they had some, both had some bright moments in that true freshman year. And, um, you know, Theo obviously got to play a lot for us last year. You know, had some great moments, had a lot out there that he can go get and, and be better at and we'll expect to get. Um, you know, didn't have him this spring as we as we got some things healed up on him, but he's he's full go and ready. You know, I think Jaden is, you know, fully away from that, that knee injury now. I mean, confident, running without a brace. I mean, looks, you know, physically as good as he has since he's been here. So yeah, you feel like the table's set for them. I mean, you do, and, and and I give the two kids credit. They've worked hard. I mean, they really have. They've they've, uh, I think, since the opportunity and and uh, uh, that they have right now. And I think there's kind of like Cradell. Uh, you can kind of feel some things starting to line up for these guys, and you know now they've they've got to go do it. And uh, but everything I've seen of those two up to this point, that you know, I would I would be surprised if they don't. Back to Jason Kersey. Yeah, Lincoln, you've spent the bulk of your career in the Big 12, and um, so I'm wondering if there's any part of you that's maybe sad about the idea of the conference dissolving or being splintered. And secondly, you know, your history at Texas Tech, are you, I'm sure you still have some degree of affection for that place. Are you concerned at all about Texas Tech's future? Um, yeah, was, I mean, personal feelings of the Big 12, yeah, I mean, I've, I, I love this league. I, I have. I mean, I've grown up in it, as you said, the majority of my career. Um, it's been a great league to, you know, follow. You know, when I was a when I was a kid, before I was involved in it, and that's been a great league for the majority of my career. So, yeah, is there some sentimental feelings about it? Of course, there is. I mean, there's you know a lot of great people in this league, a lot of great teams, and and uh, I'm excited about the next opportunity when it gets here. But I, I yeah, I'd be lying if I said um, that I didn't have some of that. Yeah, as far as the other institutions, um, you know. Listen, I get at, at the end of the day, you know, our, our responsibility is first and foremost to, to our employer and our institution and, and mine is there too. But I, I know the quality of individuals at Texas Tech and all the other institutions uh, currently in this league, uh, the quality of programs, uh, those places are going to do very well. Uh, they, you don't just, you know, just because some things change doesn't mean that all of a sudden you don't have quality places, quality program, people, fan bases, all of that. So I think those programs are all going to do very well and all still continue to be a big part of college football and college athletics. Jenny Carlson. Lincoln, you've used the word excitement or exciting about both the current team and the season you're going into and this conference shift. 
um, there's obviously this great expectation for what this year could be for your team. Is there any level of, I don't know, remorse is probably not the right word, but something that, you know, there's this other big story that has now ballooned over all of college sports that, you know, it's, it's going to, there is going to be this other thing going on at the same time that you guys could have, you know, what might be your best season. How do you sort of wrap your head around that and your emotions heading into that? Yeah, I, I think, you know, eventually, you know, talking season is getting ready to be over. You know, it's, it's, it's time to put the pads on and go play. And that, that's going to, that'll be the story here. That'll be our focus. So I, I don't, Honestly, think of it in terms like that. I mean, to me, I just see it's a, it's a, it's, it's something that we can't let get in the way of what we're trying to do. And there's, add that to the list of a million. Now it's a million and one uh, things that we can't, you know, let get in our way or things that we have to overcome or do well to to, to reach our goals as a team. And so, no, I don't. I don't have any remorse about it. I, I get that, you know. People are going to have to look at the future. I get that the game's changing. College athletics, so much is changing right now. Um, you know, and it's our job to, to stay focused on the task at hand. Okay, James Hale. You know, Lincoln, your backup quarterback situation, you know, Caleb got all his academics over, so he's a full-time college student now, which I'm sure you're happy about. Micah, you know, you had a full summer with him now and things like that. So when you look at those guys, you feel like they're close to being ready to go for you? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I, I think this spring, you know, Caleb was was clearly our second guy. I mean, I don't think there was any any question about that. Um, you know, we'll see where we're at when we get back on the field here tomorrow morning and throughout camp. But that's sort of where we left it off. And you know, I think we're really looking hard for a, for a third guy right now. You know, Mike is certainly going to be in the mix. Uh, you know, Ben Harris is going to be in the mix. Uh, we brought in a walk-on from the Metroplex, uh, Ralph Rucker, that's going to be in the mix. We'll take a look at Carson Gross there. I mean, we've got really four guys that we're going to try to take a long, hard look at, and uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see what they're what they're about. That's not the easiest place to rep. Um, that many guys just because, you know, typically the third quarterback's not going to get just a, a million reps. We're going to try to create a, as many as we can to get a look at it. But that'll be, you know, it'll be a good battle to see who emerges uh, from that and, and, you know, potentially becomes our third guy. Good stuff from Coach. A little more informed on the move to the SEC and much more excited about the start to the 2021 college football season. Alex Grinch. Ten players will join us tomorrow on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Until then, have a great Thursday night and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind, home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network.